Grab some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. Welcome to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt. Sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Now, here's Jeff Hunt. Friends, welcome back. Another great week of the Frontier Freedom Hour. My name is Jeff Hunt. I'm the chief wagon boss of this operation, covering issues facing the Western United States from a Christian conservative perspective. We're thankful we're not getting all the government we are paying for. Running the board for us, as always, is the great Michael Geronimo Arpaio. Thank you, brother. Doing a great job. All right. So what are we going to cover on this week's show? Men, 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 men. You remember that old two and a half men's uh, uh, intro song? Charlie Sheen, all that craziness. What does it mean to be a man? The left can't even tell you that. They can't tell you what is a woman. But think about all the craziness out there, right? Andrew Tate. If you don't know who Andrew Tate is, ask your 19-year-old son, and he will tell you exactly who Andrew Tate is. What about Leah Thomas? What is the depiction? What does it mean to be a good man? Well, on the show, Dr. Owen Strawn, provost, research professor of theology at Grace Bible Theological Seminary, brilliant writer. We've had him at Colorado Christian University before. He's a great friend and author of the new book, The War on Men, Why Society Hates Them and Why We Need Them. Dr. Strand, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate you very much. Well, tell us what the problem is, right? I kind of laid it out there. You talk about it in a new article as well in The Federalist. It ain't good for men these days. High suicide rate, definitely disproportional towards men. Uh, You know, incarceration rates disproportionate towards men. Men aren't going to college like they used to before. They're not performing well in school. They're struggling in the workforce. It ain't good for men out there these days. What is going on, Dr. Strand? Yeah, I think there's a lot of factors, but I think fundamentally men today are told, basically, that they are toxic. And so a lot of boys and young men, Jeff, learn that there's something wrong with them that is not wrong with girls. And if you trace that out, you look at a 2019 report from the American Psychological Association on traditional masculinity ideology, as it's so graciously called it. And it says, this APA report says that that form of ideology is harmful. And then you look at what behaviors make up the harmfulness, and it's being assertive, being aggressive, taking risks, being emotionally tough, and other such behaviors. And when you read a report like that, you realize They're describing not evil manhood, which is a real deal. Men can really get things badly wrong and cause mayhem. They're describing good manhood. That's exactly what we need more more of. We don't need less of, you know, good risk-taking and good assertiveness. We need more of that. But fundamentally, our feminist and woke society has problematized manhood. And again, it's one thing for you and me to hear that uh, as we are, you know, in the prime of life. It's another thing for our boys and our young men to hear, you know, in classrooms and settings and from Hollywood and politics and whatever else, hey, just so you know, boys, you're toxic. And uh, whenever you're acting aggressively, that's your toxicity speaking. That's a huge deal. This seems so pervasive and so deep in our cultural zeitgeist 
that the kind of notion that attributes, male attributes are toxic and we need to address them. Uh, it seems like our entire education system is geared towards, you know, the yeah. fact that, that, uh, that the way men think, the way men don't want to sit still, all that stuff is bad. So we're going to kind of force that out of you at a very young age. But this wasn't always the case, right? And maybe am I kind of romanticizing, let's say, let's go back to the 20s and 30s, my grandfather's generation, you know, men wore suits around. There was a notion that manliness was good uh, and and that all the attributes that we attribute to men uh, were something to be celebrated. Am I romanticizing that? Did this really kind of turn a bad direction in the 60s and 70s with the sexual revolution? I don't think you're romanticizing it. I think fundamentally there are different forms of manhood, and, and we can just say this. And in saying it, in carving out some distinctions from the outset, we help everybody because what our pagan woke feminist culture does is it collapses all distinctions. That's really what it's about. That's the great project is to just make everything blurry and androgynous and uh, and queered. And when you look at uh, actually how men are called to be and when you look at how men used to live, men used to want to get boots on and go out and do something in the wild, something hard, preferably. Uh, and then men also were trained to dress up and be a gentleman in the way you talked about and we've largely lost both senses today. In 2023, men don't really know to get outside. Uh, they live on screens a lot, and that has had a horrific effect on them, especially with boys and young men. But then also, boys and young men aren't trained to be gentlemen. And, and so there's no sense of either having dirt on your boots or of uh, being a gentleman and being refined. You would be laughed at if you even dared to say that word on an average college campus today. Guys should be manly and guys should be refined. People would look at you like you had just, you know, poured it in from the 11th century or something. So there's a lot to say biblically about this, Jeff, but just culturally. I think a lot of the way we help boys and young men is we say, hey, a lot of those instincts in you, those are good instincts. You know, you're a sinner. You need rewiring. You need remaking through the grace of God in Jesus Christ. But you are not toxic or evil or something like that or oppressive if you want to go take dominion, if you want to build a corporation, if you want to speak and explain things, that's not mansplaining. We could go on and on, but a lot of the instincts that men have, uh, yes, they need shaping, absolutely, shepherding from a father, ideally, and then other male authority figures, but they're also good. You've got to also just unleash boys after mm. you train them. Hmm. I'm thinking back to Teddy Roosevelt used to do these things called point-to-point hikes, where he and his friends would be like, we're going to go five miles this way to this city, and whatever we come across, we can't go around. So if you came across a lake, (laughs) they would just swim through a lake. If you came upon a cliff, you had to climb over the cliff. Um, If there was a ravine, you had to go down through the ravine. It was this notion of we're going to go through, right? So the, the, the manly, at least kind of worldview was if you face an obstacle, you go through it. You don't let it drive you and push you around, and and so we've lost that. Now I'm gonna I want to ask you a little bit. I've been reading Zero to One by Peter Thiel and Blake Masters. Blake ran for U.S. Senate in Arizona. One of the things that they ponder is whether or not we have gotten to a society where the hard things have all been conquered, and so we are are essentially just sitting around scrolling our phones. Um, we filled in the edges of the map. 
There's no mm-hmm. real discovery that takes place anymore. And so as a result, we're all just kind of bored. Does that, uh, does that fit, fit into this kind of uh, rejection of masculinity that's taking place out there? I think that is a factor. I definitely think things have ramped up in difficulty in terms of sending boys into the wild with shepherding, of course, but, you know, letting them have a taste for adventure and drama and uh, conquering, going through, not around, as you just, I love that. I'm going to totally steal that from (laughs) Roosevelt and Jeff Hunt Incorporated. Anyway, but um, yeah, so I definitely think living in the burbs, as my family and I do, and uh, not having trees to run around in for a lot of kids or living in the city or whatever. I'm not making the case in my book, The War on Men, that we're talking about, that we've got to have a kind of Rousseauian return to a state of nature. I'm I'm not calling for that. I I don't think we can necessarily accomplish that. We We can do different things. We can take our families on trips and you know, take our sons hunting or fishing or different things like that. Absolutely. And I'm for that. I'm totally for that. Um, but I don't think you have to locate manhood in, you know, living in the prairie or living in the mountains. Uh, I do think what you need to do is restore the sense of adventure and purpose to men in terms of the calling on their life. That's what I think we've got to focus on. We've got to focus on, at least for most men, building uh, a marriage, building a family, serving a church, building a vocation. That's where I want to direct men. I don't want to say, guys, you got to leave, you know, these urban environments and you can't work a tech job. I just don't, I don't, maybe that's someone else's burden and mission, Jeff, and that's the book they should write and I'll read it. <laughs> but I do think, I think actually we have everything we need to give boys purpose and fulfillment and meaning right there in the scripture, like build, build things, build institutions build a vocation through the power of God, uh, rise and become something greater than you are. That may mean you become a coder, you know, but that's honorable. It's honorable to, to build those things that I was just talking about. Talking with Dr. Owen Strand, who's the provost and research professor of theology at Grace Bible Theological Seminary, author of the new book, The War on Men, why society hates them, and why we need them. And throughout the show today, we're going to cover a variety of topics, because in Dr. Strand's book, he lays out the foundation for strong manhood, going back to Genesis, the Old Testament, Jesus Christ, the New Testament. He's got four chapters on this, because this is really, really important. And and unless you have teenage boys, you probably don't know about this, but there's a strong movement, especially online, to recapture manhood, but it's in a totally non-biblical way. It's this kind of bizarre, uh, have lots of suitors, drive a Ferrari, fly in a private jet, don't necessarily build a family or community, but just kind of consume what makes you happy. So you have this, this overreaction to kind of the feminism movement that says, take what you want, claim what you want as a man, and it's become very appealing to young boys online. But that's not how we operate, and that's not the way God set us up. And so you need guidance that pushes back on the rejection of manhood, but then also embraces a biblical view of manhood, which is why this book is so important. So when we come back, we'll continue this conversation. You're not going to want to miss it. This is Jeff Hunt. You're listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour. We'll be right back after these messages. 